Welcome to Sober.Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober.Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober.Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at SoberCoffeePod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hello, 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 Glenn. Hey, Mikey, good morning. Hey, Mike and Glenn, also known as Frickin' Frack, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> two guys with faces made for podcasts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But we brought beauty into, uh, I brought some beauty totally. into, the, into the room today. Hey, totally. Ru- Special Glenn, day. Glenn, I'd like to introduce you to Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann, this is Glenn. Ruth Ann, great to have you here. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, hey, Glenn, how bonus, are you? Bonus drop. <laughs> a bonus drop, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we go live every, what is it, Wednesday morning with our... Uh, with our sessions, but then uh, then we do bonus drops where we have people on Sundays. That, on Sundays, yeah. Okay. What four, time? Four a.m. Just when when you and I wake up. It's about like isn't it four a.m. now? <laughs> I mean, why do we do these so early? I don't know. I think that's when Brian's available. I think I think I said Ruthann, can you join us for coffee? And she said, sure. What time? And the next thing I know, I heard, yikes, that's early. <laughs> you're that's killing awesome. me. Yeah, I know. That's what she, I, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Ruthann, great to have you here. Yeah, great to have you. So, Thank uh, you. You know, we um, I met uh, Ruthann virtually. And, uh, you know, after the uh, pandemic altered the way that we do meetings and communicate, um, we, uh, we found ourselves in the same Zoom rooms on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. And I've just come to know you. And appreciate and, and respect your your experience, your story of experience, strength, and hope. And um, so we'd love to hear your story today. I thought maybe you could share it with Glenn. And uh, you know, I'm sure I've got I've got pen and paper, so I could take a couple notes. And uh, yes, yeah, so tell us a little bit about Ruth Ann. Sure, I, Mike always with his notes. Yeah, right. So um, a funny thing happened to me on the way to my first AA meeting. <laughs> Um, not so funny. I got, I was, I had been drinking, and I'm not sure. Um, you know, Glenn, I don't know if my if my drinking became. Uh, if I, I feel that I've always had the tendencies. It's kind of like a cancer cell. I think you always have the tendency in your body, mm-hmm. um, and then it becomes developed. Mm-hmm. And um, about twelve years ago, I started um, drinking because I was. It was my coping technique while I was dealing with a lot of things so if i if i if i call it episodic it was um mm-hmm. you know i it started my, my parents had died my last parent had died mm-hmm. i was going through a divorce i'd started a new job high pressure job my oldest son had gotten married my younger Yikes. son was Yikes. um had headed off to school so like all of my family unit everything just fell mm-hmm. apart and um so i threw myself into my work and then started drinking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it became a you know became a habit something i wanted to do it became a habit and then it became I, I, I had to drink in order to to live, mm-hmm. um, and then um, I decided that I just I needed it in order to live. I needed to not drink, mm-hmm. and then it became a habit not to drink, and now it becomes it's now what I want to drink. So, right. so um, yeah, I, after I was drinking, or when I started, I, I looked around. I'm like, okay, well, what kind of? I knew I needed help, and what do I need to do 
to, um, in, you know, like calling all these IOP places and hospitals. And I would say, so ring, ring, you know, what's your program? And, um, you know, what's your clientele like? And what's your site? What's your success oh, rate? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like right. all fancy. Sure. And they all fed to AA. Huh. I thought, well, I'm going to skip the middleman. I'm going to go right into, you know, well, see what this awesome. AA yeah, room is like. Great? Yeah. yeah. And um, so my first meeting, we, you know, everybody comes in and they cry their first one and, you know, tell their story, listen to everyone's story. Mm-hmm. And I got myself on my feet and it was going, I, I didn't, I, I floundered a few times, but once I hit my six month mark, mm-hmm. I started having it mm-hmm. and then kept with it and then got stronger and stronger. And in that time, I had um, the, uh, a gentleman that lived in my neighborhood that we started talking. We had gotten, I'd, we got married. I was living with him. Everything was really good until um, two years. I was two years into my sobriety and we got married. We, like I said, we had gotten married and in February and four months later, he had suddenly taken sick and he died. Mm-hmm. And four months after that, um, I lost my job. Mm. And four months after that, I had a new job, but COVID hit. And then four months after that, I had to move out of the house that um, belonged to his children. And for my, it was just and Were a you drinking serious, during that time or this? No, you you, did, you was, tackled all the sober. I was, yes, I was two years into my sobriety. Wow. And so I held on to it tight. And, I'll, and, and that's when I started going to the Zoom meetings. I was right. just, you know, listening in. And I'd come in some days and I was, you know, in tears and just could listen. Sure. And other days I, I was able to share. And, you know, I always thought, I don't need group therapy. I don't want this group therapy yeah, thing. right. right. But boy, I was listening to all of you, and it really held me up. Um, I, I know I couldn't have done it if I hadn't been, you know, part of a conversation. And through, I hear people talking about being, you know, COVID being a lonely time. Mm-hmm. Not me. I was, I was totally engaged. I was able to get on a meeting three times a day if I wanted. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that's so kind all of these, a- all these things were falling away, and, and those are all tragic things. They say to, I mean, to lose somebody, they say losing a job, they say moving, and and you just piled all these on. <laughs> and uh, tell me, tell me, share with me some of the what the pillars of strength that you held on to that that really helped guide you through those. Because you know, honestly, I I, I put myself in your shoes, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself right now, could I have made it? Could, mm-hmm. What would I have done? You know. Um, so tell me, tell me about what you, what were some of your big anchors you held on to? Sure. Um, well, I had the you know having a couple of you know having a two years of sobriety did help, uh, and I do think it's not the big episodes that that crash you. It's always the straw that's that breaks the camel's back, and. And I'll, uh, honestly, I was thinking when I first started the program and I was kind of, you know, tentative and, and I always remember thinking, well, gee, if something comes up sometime and if I end up start drinking again, at least everyone will understand. Oh, you know, she had this tragedy. Never so you a, realizing you safety, that. Was, you had a safety net. You were building a safety yes, net out there, I right? Never realizing that, you know, I don't have just one. I've got to put mine all together. Yeah. So 10, 12 years ago when I went through that, that's what brought me to the door. Mm-hmm. And and then I got, I, and, and what I kept thinking is, I'm going to do it right this time. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it right. So that kept me on stable. 
I, I also remember hearing, and uh, you know, we 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 do a lot of uh, schmaltzy kinds of sayings in there. You know, keep coming back, and sure. you know, um, if you it works, if you work it, and. I just kept, I, there was one, something that I saw that said, we all go through the storm, but serenity is being the peace, you know, having the peace in the storm. Mm. And that's really what I wanted. I, I definitely wanted to um, make sure that I was, you know, in, in my peaceful moments. So you had a real, you had a real desire for serenity. I did. So for, did. for some of, some of us, me included, uh, it was first about stopping the pain and, and it had little to do with growth or serenity. It was stop the pain, stop the pain, right? Absolutely. That was my motivator. Yeah, absolutely. But you're, you're suggesting that it was for you, it was give me give me more of the good stuff. Give me more of the good stuff. Absolutely. I, I, when, when I, I when in listening to other people, when I first came in, as well as even today, I listened to somebody else's problems, and I, all I can do is say, I would not want to trade places with them. I mean, I, mean, I was what they call a low-bottom drunk. I mean, I, I never, I, I didn't have to go to jail. I never lost a, a license. I, 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 I was able to keep my employment. Um, I, I changed it between between then, but I was, I was, I, I didn't have all the other tragedies that you know. Genuinely, my health was good. I, I wasn't in legal trouble. I didn't have any of the other challenges. I mean, I was fortunate through my last um, challenge to come, you know, to stay sober. I was fortunate to have a good family unit. While I had destroyed some other family relationships um, with my children, um, by my having taken these steps, that ultimately, eventually, took you know was able to repair that, and now I'm I'm so uh, so overjoyed that my kids now say you know that my the littles adore me. That's what we call the the, the grandkids. The littles adore you, yeah. and I I I wouldn't have that if I didn't hang on to what this is. So you look good on the outside. You have good <laughs> Facebook presence. Good Facebook presence. But somewhere there was a pain point in the middle. Oh my goodness! Uh, inside that that drove you into the doors of, of AA. So yeah. so did you have a journey that had you? come through the doors and then kind of go out for a little bit of period of time before before this run and tell me yeah, a little bit the, about that's that. That's where I want to jump yeah, in. Mike and right. ask the, uh, yeah, I'm getting a reputation for asking the, the, the tough questions here, but what was there a catalyst or was there an episode that really drove you to hunt the uh, IOPs or AA solutions? Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, as I was saying I had to drink to live. Mm-hmm. I, I really did and I've, I've studied it I've analyzed it like why would I have gotten so and and I think like any addiction it becomes you know part of your cells you you need it your body becomes dependent upon that and alcohol being poison that it is it it kept fueling and you know my body needed it and when I gosh I would it was I, I I couldn't I'd get up in the morning and then my kids would say something to me like well gee mom what's your trigger <laughs> like getting up in the morning yeah, all right breathing breathing yeah right yeah. no totally so I I'm trying to piece together how long is, is your sobriety today that's 416 of 17 so four years okay great mm-hmm. And then you've what what step are you on? Have you worked all the steps? I've worked all the steps, and awesome. I'm always on. You know, always on the 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 game. And when you speaking of the you know the steps, the program to me, and I've said this from day one, is it's a program to living. I in looking at, I was so amazed coming into my first meeting that 
I would see all these people and I didn't know a single one of them. And then I would go to a different meeting and there were all these people. And I'm talking maybe 20, 25 people. Mm -hmm. Some of them were a dozen. But every time there was different people, a different collection. So I, I was just amazed at how many people there are. And, and you know, I do know that it's very small. Those that come to meetings, it's, first of all, not everyone who drinks becomes an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And not everyone who becomes an alcoholic comes to AA. And, and not everyone who comes to AA stays in AA. So I know that we... There's a funnel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're a very select group. Where it's pretty exclusive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here I was wanting to be all fancy and what's your success rate and what's your clientele like? And here, I know that we're one of, you know, a very select group of people that were fortunate enough and some days it felt like I was crawling my way out. I, I made it to, you know, one month. And that's the downfall is you think, oh, I've got it. And then you think, well, I can just have one because, you know, I can just enjoy this a little bit. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I can still hang on to, you know, this. And, uh, you know, and I've heard, I've heard it said and, and it happened to me, sure enough, that, you know, getting, you know, you, you start taking it and that, and that you, where you start pick up drinking, you... You know where you left off is right where you pick up. Mm -hmm. So it um, quickly it quickly gets worse. Oh, quickly gets worse. <laughs> totally. right. So just to you know step in, I love hearing your story, Ruthann. I love you know I'm I'm in a lot of the Zoom rooms with you. Um, you know and I really value that. But you know just like you know a lot of folks' story, you know it's very you know drinking starts you know out fun. It starts out episodic, right? You right. You, you drink once in a while, and then it, I, I love how you put it. It becomes a habit. And then the habit turns into, you know, hey, I needed to live. You know, I needed mm -hmm. to survive. And, and you even broke it down to the cellu cellular <laughs> level. Um, you know, and, and part of your story that really, really stood out, and, and, we, and we talk about it, it's, you know, life's challenges, even though we're sober, life's challenges still happen. And, and the way you, you lined them up, it was like one one wave right after the other, you know, in four-month segments, you know, but we're able to stay sober through those waves, you know, because of this program. Um, and I also love what you pointed out, you know, hey, it's not the big issues, you know, as you summarize them, you know, it's not the big issues, right? And, and the way I look at that, it's not the big issues or it's not the holidays. You know, I, I probably have not, you know, drank on a holiday in 20 years, you know, it's the Tuesday afternoon that's cloudy and I'm bored or something's not grinding me right, you know, and, and that's when, you know, you know, I guess with the holidays or, or, or the big issues, you know, I get all psyched up, right? You know, but it's the, the, rookie, it's, the rookie events. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like New Year's Eve, right? That's right. <laughs> you know, but so, you know, really, and, you know, then I also underline, you know, we're, we're probably going to title your, your segment this. You know, a, a program of living. A program of living. Right. I really like that. I can really relate to that. You know, then, it, you know, it's also outside versus inside. You know, the the high bottom, just because just you're, you're driving a car and having a job, doesn't mean you've hit bottom, doesn't mean you haven't hit bottom on the inside. Right. You know, it's, it's the outside, inside conversation that we love to have. Yeah, and I could totally relate to it. You know, I had the car and I had the house, um, barely. Barely had the house, I, I found out later, um, because I'm not the CFO of my corporation, my wife is, but <laughs> she told me that we were teetering on bankruptcy. I had no idea, but 
But for me, the most important nor thing was... Nor would you have cared. No, nor would I have cared. Right. Okay, move me closer to the bar. Do whatever right. you got to do. I'm Above I'm, the bar. Yeah, I'm all good. Um, but I would stumble out of bed, stumble across the hall, and uh, do nothing fancy or sexy. I would just grab a brown paper bag and guzzle out of a bottle. Uh, and 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 you're right. That, that was my living. That was my living. And the fact that you not only personally embraced a better way of living, but then you invested your time to walk into Zoom rooms to introduce me to a better way of living is is mind-boggling. I mean, you had it, you got it, you got a better way of living. I would think Ruth Ann would just hunker down in her own little world and enjoy the, the fruits of her labor, but instead you dial into Zoom rooms uh, and and you share that hope with others. And and the one thing that jumped out at me as you introduced your story was the um, you know group therapy, right? And so throughout the years, uh, I tried to go to some geniuses. You know, they're like a buck eighty five an hour, you know, mm-hmm. one hundred eighty five mm-hmm. bucks. You know, and uh, and and it turns out the root of my problem had something to do with breastfeeding. I, I have no idea. I, <laughs> but at any rate. Uh, then I then it's, I come. It's out. always early childhood. It's somewhere. always early early <laughs> totally. childhood. So so then I walk into these rooms and and you know the only request is to throw a buck in the basket. And I'm like, <laughs> just on economics alone, this whole group therapy thing is working for me. And by the way, these people really get me. They really yeah. understand me. And and that's why you know Glenn and I, uh, Ruth Ann, just did a, a couple sessions on the promises, and um, out of pages eighty three and eighty four of the big book. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, you know, it's a we program. It's it, it's about sharing that and sharing our our journey with each other and lifting us up in those soft times. And well, so. and you know, that's something that, and you're just speaking, you know, thinking back, looking at, I did not realize after my husband died, I did not realize you could wake up sobbing. I'm looking back at that now. I'm sure that I was, you know, I was in clinical depression. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was at the bottom. I, I never hurt so badly. Worse than anything, because it cha- it affected everything. It, you know, my sure. heart, um, you know, economically, lifestyle-wise, it was terribly lonely. And, you know, I you did. You step through it. You hang on. You just, just as when I stopped drinking, I just held on to that. So I learned something by having done, been through something and knowing that one day at a time, just take a breath and take it easy, reaching out. My favorite go-to is have a banana, take a nap. <laughs> that was that was have, my, a, have a banana. Yeah, in it, all in gonna, all my meetings, I've never heard that. Is is that the thirteenth step? It must be thirteenth step for me is a nap. <laughs> yeah, right. 13, I love it. Have a banana when all else fails. That's, have a banana. That's right. That's awesome. But you know, I will tell you, we continue to grow in this program, and now that you know my, my series of tragedies, I have found. That you know, after having gone through it, others can relate to me, and I'm now able to have conversations with people that they're finding valuable, but I'm finding it more valuable. I get more out of it. I've always believed in the philosophy give to get, mm-hmm. and I really do feel now I, I it's it clarifies me, it's like crystal clear now that I'm here to help others. So, mm-hmm. if you know, if that tragedy ended up 
you know, causing, you know, but was the reason. I can see now, I know that I'm able to have conversations with others that are able to help them hang on through situations that are terribly difficult. And the, you know, as, as us in the program knows, the only thing that you've got to want it. So if you, if you want it, you, you've got to desperately you want it from down to yourselves. You've got mm-hmm. to want this. And not knowing how to do it doesn't matter. We will guide you through that. We'll help you through that. We will. We will. Yeah, right. yeah I, I love the wanting it. Um, you know, t- to me, that speaks to motivation. And, you know, for, for a while, you know, there's, there's a guy in our program that, that we know well, and he's like, ah, oh, the only motivator is pain. I'm like, hmm, no. I said, that's clearly a key motivator. But there's also a second key motivator, and it really broke it down in, in, in my mind, and you mentioned it, Ruthann, is, you know, the second one is greed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see greed as just as great or you greater. You want more of what you got. Oh, absolutely. And, and hey, so for, for a period of time, two years or whatever, you know, I worked this program because I did not want to take that next drink. I didn't want the pain to come back. I didn't want it to come back, you know, as bad or worse. I was tired of that. But then somewhere there was a switch and, and, and I stopped doing this. I stopped working the program and I wanted more change, not because I didn't want the pain, but because I wanted more of what I was getting of mm-hmm. living a different life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the good points. And I, I was thinking the other night that, you know, while I've, got, I've had these anniversaries and, you know, you've got your regular birthday, belly button birthday, and you've got the last day of your drinking and, you know, other major life events, the day that I wish I had noted is the one where I didn't think about drinking that mm. day. That one is the day that to me was, I then realized I was well on my journey. And it didn't come until probably maybe even, and I, you know, not to, you know, to, to give any, make it sound like it's horrible, but, you know, we're thinking about it every day. We, we sure. are. And it wasn't until maybe eight, 10 months into the program. Sure. But that day was one that, Wow, I'm now living the life that I wanted. And Glenn, when you talk about you know joy, I, I I couldn't imagine coming into a program that to me was pain and punishment and sure. you know and doom and gloom. And and I think we all have our own personal dynamics. And mine is cheerful, and others need the you know have the pain motivator. And 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 while certainly I was avoiding pain, not wanting not wanting to cope with life's mm-hmm. situations that brought me into the program and brought me to drinking, I also didn't want to deal with the pain of you know of getting you know drinking again and having to go through the withdrawal because it it was it was totally an addiction. And mm-hmm. I've heard too, you know, when you stop drinking it is the most fatal the most dangerous kind of withdrawal you know it's painful coming off a of heroin or you know other major drugs but you won't die from it you will die from not from from a, 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 an abrupt stopping yes. and you know not that we just not that you know the everyday drinker which was really de- definitely an everyday drinker but when you are hard core and drinking a lot every day. And I don't know what the threshold is. I don't know if it's length of time. I don't know if it's, you know, how, how much. Nor do we want to find no, out. No, thank yeah. you. No experiments. Right. <laughs> We're done with that experimentation. <laughs> I True. think, uh, uh, boy, I really appreciate what you just said. Uh, you know, that anniversary of the day where, where it no longer becomes an obsession. and But then you quickly followed it up with, 
what I've experienced, and that is that I've got the habit, right? So there's the there's that part of it, the obsession compulsion. I needed to breathe, uh, and and that is a magnificent day. That day that 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 flipped over, and that wasn't the drive in my life. But it doesn't mean that I don't walk down that fatal hallway of my home, where for 20 years there was a figurative bar at the end of that hall. You know, I walked down the hall. Oh, Time to go get a drink. I, you know, I did it for twenty years. So there's habit. You're driving down the street. I'm watching a ball game. I'm mowing the lawn. My goodness, everything was associated with having a cocktail. I made that sound sexy, didn't I? <laughs> having a drink, chugging <laughs> a, yeah. a slug. Uh, well, and that's you know, society today sure. makes drinking sexy. It's sure. fun. It's elegant. I had beautiful. I, and I've gone to all the fancy wine bars. Oh, and yeah. I've been to wine country. We oh, did the, the tours, you know. And I had wine, fancy wine paired with um, with with um, foods that were prepared by a you know an ooh la chef. And you know, I've had that, and I've had. Cr- Crates of it shipped back to my, you know, to my home, and and it's all over the floors, and the, either in the in the in, in my, I, I don't even want to talk about how sloppy drunk, you know, we got, but sure. a lot of it ended up on the kitchen floor if I was able to pour it, and other times it was, you know, coming up the other way. But by the way, I, I pair my Big Mac with a Fanta <laughs> now <laughs> these <laughs> days. Ruthann, it's funny. I, I can't, you know, I think back. And I can't uh, recall the number of times I wanted to start a really high-end wine collection. Uh-huh. And the bottle would never stay in my house for more than a week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you have an guys, empty bottle? Yeah, there's, there's guys I you know. I never thought of that. I just throw them away. But there's guys I know, they're like, hey, I've had this bottle for seven years. And I'm like, that wouldn't last seven days in my house. I mean, it's just, it was just crazy. And when you talk about the, you know, just throwing the bottles away, there got to be a time where I was embarrassed to take out my garbage oh, because right. of the bottle. I heard that story, yeah, sure. story a lot. Sure. So, so we're getting to the end of our coffee here. Ruthann, throw out a couple of twigs of hope, branches of hope for people uh, who might be going through uh, some of the things you went through. What, what, what's your advice to, as a direction to take? I mean, you step towards AA. Uh, help, help them out if, if, they're, if they're searching for hope. What, what's your advice? Sure. I, you know, and I wish there was one word or a couple collections of a collection of words that I could say, and it would be the magical formula that, you know, would help them see the light. And, you know, we talked about keep coming back. And, and that was what, you know, I, I needed to do. And that's what I held on to. And another, what um, we do also suggest, and this helped me also, was reaching out to others that were like me, new in the program, or had something that I wanted. So, you know, we, we all have our sponsor in the program, and it took a while for me to find the right sponsor. And But it took a while for me to find the right me in order to want that sponsor. Mm. So, um, you know, it's it's the hanging on for the first, you know, first couple of of days is definitely by the fingernails. The next couple of days is by the arms you're hugging it. And then, you know, after that, you can start, you know, hang, you know, just listening and hanging on to it day by day. So um, if, if there, I, there, there isn't one wisdom, I, I just, I, I, no, I, I work with my, good. yeah. I think that was really, really good stuff. So to keep coming back, keep trying, mm-hmm. uh, don't give up. 
Uh, sometimes it'll take 75 detoxes. Sometimes it'll take one <laughs> detox. There's no magic number. Sometimes it takes a dollar in the AA bucket. <laughs> sometimes it takes a dollar in the AA Indeed. bucket. Ruth Dan, thanks so much for joining yeah, us Ruth for Dan, coffee really this morning. It was time. great. Will you Thank come you back so and do much. this again? Good to see you guys this morning. Absolutely. Love we'll to. We'll chat about more sobriety. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. All right. Have a great day, guys. All right, thanks. thanks. You All too. Right. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.